Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Last night I took your radio. I set it on the table and I talked to it till four. I read some more love letters right up till the break of dawn. Yeah, I've been sitting alone digging up bones. Then I went through the jewelry and I found our wedding rings. I put mine on my finger and I gave yours a fling. Across this lonely bedroom of our recent Hey, Clark. It's the Larger Lawrence and Sports Show, episode 93. Thank you so much. We're tuning in on the internet tonight. BlogTalkRadio.com always hosts us. We do appreciate it. Tonight, joining us, uh, we've been throwing a curveball tonight. James, hope things are well, brother. Tonight, Murphy Rowe is with us. Hey, Murphy, how you doing, man? Uh, good, how are you guys? Not too bad. Yeah. As always, my partner right here in crime, I'll hand it over to him, uh, the one and only Alfred Ferdinand Larcher III. Well, thank you, Clark Lawrence. It's an honor and a privilege to be here with you again tonight as we broadcast live from Trader Todd's outside on the boat. And what a beautiful day it is. We finally got a little heat here in Chicago, which is appropriate. We kind of brought it up with us from Nashville. Yeah, we did. We brought it back, I guess. It was pretty warm in the daytime, wasn't it? A little bit, yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't. Uh, it seems like globally, uh, things are. It's a very mild summer. I mean, I don't know how things are doing in Dubai, but uh, it, it's there's a lot of buildings in Dubai and a lot of tall ones. There's like the tallest of everything. World's Fair 2020. They got it in 2020. I'm uh, I'm going. That is going to be my big uh, my big trip in 2020. They are looking for tourists there. 13 of the tallest 50 buildings, and currently the home of the world's Largest outdoor illuminated fountain recently taking over the Bellagio's fountain. Really? Yeah, the Bellagio in Las Vegas, Nevada. Which beat, guess which illuminated fountain had? Buckingham. Buckingham Fountain, for most of its years, Al, was the world's largest outdoor illuminated fountain. Wow. I think you should become one of those scooters Segway tours in uh, Dubai. I I will. Uh, Friends of mine were in Dubai and took a picture of me... uh, Actually, of a, ca- of a camel sign, a sign with a camel on it. That's what a camel sign is. I don't know if you know that. I do. But yeah, they took a picture of a camel sign, and they tagged me on Facebook. On Facebook, Al. Yeah, I'm done with Facebook. I'm officially canceling my subscription with the whole uh, Al's Bucket Challenge that's going around. <laughs> and what is your biggest issue with it? It's just, it's annoying. I'm it's it's too much to watch. There's just too many things going on. I go to Facebook for my hard news, for uh, you know my my serious the notions I need of the day. I need to know what's happening. I need to know what's ha- what's going on. I want to know what Cracks is putting out there. They always have some five fun things to look at. <laughs> and now all that's being flooded away by ice buckets. Ice buckets just dumping on all your heads. And I don't why. Have you, been, have you been challenged yet? 
No, because I've openly said, if you challenge me, I challenge you back to the shove the phone up your ass challenge, and you have 24 hours to either donate to my charity of choice, which is me, or you shove a phone up your ass and put it on Facebook. You've been telling other people? I thought you just told me that. Like, well, I publicly put it out there because I, I want no part of this. I, I mean, you know, and I love charity. I think charities are wonderful. I think the world needs more charity. I think if we all gave a little more love, if we spent every day as if it's our last, if we spent every day giving by God until it hurts, yeah. the world would be a better place. Al, uh, but don't tell me to pour ice on my head. Okay. okay. Right. Who the hell are you to do it? And don't do yeah. it through social media. It's none of no one's damn business no, yeah. who I'm giving money to. Yeah, Al, here's the thing. I volunteered for a lot of years uh, for, for the muscular dystrophy yes. summer camps. We did, did a, uh, you have, once, a, you have a, a handicapped Superman tattooed on your arm. Uh, in, uh, a wheelchair. Yeah, a wheelchair heart. Uh, three uh, it's love, beautiful. Uh, in honor of my friend Annie. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a big fan of, you know, ALS is a form of muscular dystrophy is what I'm getting at here. And I, I support, and every time that I'm in line and I see a shamrock for muscular dystrophy summer camp, I'm supporting that program because that one week a year, I, it was just a blast. I think it was better for me than anybody When else. those weird Filipino people are standing in the middle of traffic in their white nurses' yes. outfits, yes. I always give them a dollar. You I don't should. even know what the hell is going on there. You have no idea who you're giving money to. No, but I, I mean, it's not about me not being charitable, or, and I appreciate charity. I just stop. Yeah. Stop. I'm, I'm not a fan of what's going on right now. Uh, I'm just, I don't know. Well, this is your number one source of sports in Wrigleyville. Thank you yeah. so much for tuning in. Yeah, we're three blocks away from the historic Wrigley Field. We're here uh, in the boat. We're back in the boat. We are now. in the boat. Tonight, Larcher and Lawrence and Lemonade, $7. Uh, that is true. Uh, a remote from the boat. A remote from the boat. There it is. And we had Ali Bockler and James was here, but they, right. they fell overboard. So They did. They you know, did. Gonna, life jackets. I think they're going to get help for us. We're going to continue this ship without them. Um, but, yeah. We, uh, yeah, we did that comedy accident show with James a week ago. Can't wait to see that fellow again. And what a blast that was, uh, being back on stage with you. Nothing, yes, uh, nothing gets my goat more than that. That's exciting I, stuff. I don't see how it ever could. And then you and I, we went uh, with your bachelor party down in Nashville this weekend. That is true. Where you vomited at the Ryman Auditorium. You did it the same as Hank Williams, as Lefty Frizzell, as uh, Little Jimmy Dickens, yeah. uh, Minnie Pearl. It was uh, an homage to the great. Johnny Cash yeah. did his Johnny Cash. Right. Bob Dylan vomited in that toilet. Thinking, you know, that tour guide, very, very wonderful. The Southern Charm was absolutely fantastic. And... Uh, he got talking about how we were heading over to the Easy Bake Oven Room. And I thought nothing of it. I was feeling <laughs> fine going in that. The Easy Bake Oven Room, which was fine. You're going to find out why I call it the Easy Bake Oven Room in a minute. Like yeah. we couldn't guess. I mean, yeah. it was... I'm going to guess that it's hot in there. It's Elaborate toy going collection. In. Right, yeah. It's Underhill. Murphy Rose here with us, man. Uh, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I had to go outside. I stood in the hallway. That saved me a couple more minutes until the gentleman finished talking, which took a while. His presentation was very, he let it go. He loved Minnie Pearl, which is usually loved. a sign. Yeah. Most guys who like Minnie Pearl also are big, like, Cher fans. And, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know where I'm going with one that, thing, but I'm one going thing I got, when, when he finally came outside, I was like, uh, hey, hey, Bill, um, could, could you show me where the men's room is? And he turned and pointed to what was the women's room. Because he just couldn't remember which floor that he was on. Right. And I obviously eyed the bathroom. I knew that it wasn't the men's room. And uh, he looked at it, pointed, and he went, well, that's on the next floor up. 
you can meet us down at the bottom if you just take the elevator down and catch on up. Boom. Boom. By the time I was finished, you were on stage. I joined the stage just as you had told me. Hank Williams had done the same many a times. I'm sure of it. And I gave an eloquent speech yeah. uh, to you in honor of you uh, and your wedding. And, and uh, great comments to you and your lovely wife, Lauren. And I gave this long speech. It's literally, you were paying about as much attention then as you are now because you weren't even there for, to receive this speech. Wait, who did you give a speech to? I, gave, I went out on the opera stage. I was standing there in the center of the Ryman, and I pulled my little speech out, and I'm like, uh, Bachelor, Friends of Clark, uh, and Family and Strangers, I'm here today, and I gave this beautiful you speech. Did, I mean, there were tears. Those have, old men not, were weeping. I've heard of this. If this had happened, the other gentlemen that were with us during this time, like four or five of us went to this. They were so moved by it, they couldn't re-bring it up. They would have brought it up to me. And then I turn around and you were nowhere to be found. I was given the speeches on this trip. The tour guide was in tears. I was given the speeches. He he was talking about another table. This guy, every room we walked into in the Ryman, he had a joke about a table. Unreal. Heading down to Nashville, um, we we got ourselves in a time warp. Do you know that the time changes back and forth 16 times? As you're heading down to Nashville. Uh, and where it really gets lost is that uh, fantastic little place, uh, a little slice of heaven when you get outside of the city called Steak and Shake. I got lost in there. It might have been the waitress. It might have been... 11. Her name was Violet, and she was vile. Unreal. It was rough. But you get there, you get a sandwich, all of a sudden you're down an hour, and then you're late for your Buffalo Trace bourbon tour. Oh, thank God. This guy, okay, so we're driving down to Nashville, and it's his bachelor party, so by all means, I mean, he's in charge. It's, it's his deal. He wants to do this. He wants to go to yeah. Buffalo Trace and see them mix whiskey or whatever the hell they do. They take mash, and they, they steam it up, and the goodness comes out of the other end. Well, it was like four hours out of the way from Nashville. You're already in a car for seven hours. Everyone just wants to go get drunk, but now we're heading to the, the Buffalo Trace place, Right. And wisely, we started recalculating, and we had a Coffee mile. Time. We had about two miles to make a decision, and Clark was in the other car. And everyone's basically like, "Clark, this is your trip. What do you want to do? What do you want to do?" And, the, uh, and what did uh, I say? What mile marker are you at? I said, how far? How much farther do you got? I said, "Let's get our asses down to Nashville." Then you made the decision, and what a wise decision! You ended up going to Jim Beam on the way back. Yeah, which. Come to find out, you don't have to go 45 minutes out of the way to get bourbon no. in Kentucky. Who would think that Kentucky is just available off any interstate road heading past Louisville on your way to Nashville? The people of Kentucky purposely built that just for, you know, oh. the highway was built just to go by the yeah. Jim Beam Factory. The, uh, the Beam Factory was a lot of fun. Yeah? Yeah. Did you learn good. anything? No, but we missed the tour, so we got to go do a couple, like, walking. Things. So you went to the gift shop. I, I tasted a couple bourbons. Was there rare bourbon there they were selling? You guys, Brian, you, you guys down, what's that? Was there any rare bourbons? Yes. They have this thing that they called uh, fire, which we were fully, I was expecting Tabasco sauce in it. And I was like, cool, it's going to be a little warmer of some of their bourbons. But I took, I, took, we, I took a long gander, and our buddy came back with it. And he, I said, just grab that fire thing, thinking it was Tabasco. Tried it. Realized that Jim Beam's version of Fireball is called Fire. Had no idea. Have you ever tasted this? This beam fire? Have never you seen heard, it anywhere? Never heard of it. I haven't seen it. No. It's got this fancy little flipping exclamation point. Fire! Wait, can you swear on this podcast? You can. It has this You're fancy to. little fucking exclamation point on it. I don't know. It was a lot of fun. Beautiful. Are you, are, are you a fan of bourbon, Brian? Oh, yeah. Big fan. Maker's Mark's my Maker's Mark. Choice. Yeah. You're into the scotch thing as well? Yeah, some. Not okay. crazy like... 
you know, you know, classy, classy right. stuff, but I'll drink one. But okay. I like the bourbon yeah. and the, yeah. the malted, and the caramel. Yeah, Murphy, sir. Uh, I'm a yeah, a little Scotch guy, a little bit of whiskey, a little right. bit of bourbon. I bless like you, little, Scotch. Like a little Knob Creek, yeah. like a little, uh, like a little there? Powers. Speaking of which, I uh, found out at the Beam thing. I didn't know that Knob Creek was a Beam. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Just hadn't hadn't been over there yet. Mine is blown. I'm new to I'm new to bourbon about two years, and I'm loving it. Uh, I'm a whiskey guy. Oh, scotch first. I mean, you can't go wrong with scotch. Scotch, great. Choice. Murphy, I assume you're an Irishman, huh? Uh, yes, sir. All right. So yeah, I I could t- take your opinion on alcohol. No offense, but you know it's uh, what they say at least. Um, no, it's true. But yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, I uh, I guess mine is turkey, which I think is French, isn't it French? Yeah. Wild turkey? I don't know. I have no idea. Well, I don't know either that. Turkey, November. Or wait, if it's not from Kentucky, it's... Microwavable meal. Whiskey is anything outside of Kentucky, right? And bourbon is anything made in Kentucky? I think it has to deal with the spelling of whiskey. Okay. Like, isn't it like W-H-I-K-Y if it's in Kentucky, but E-Y if it's outside? I don't know. Yeah, I think whiskey and bourbon are different by how they're made. Right. Uh, yeah. But, I yeah... I don't know about the spelling. Okay. This I thought it was like champagne I, can only be from champagne. I feel like I have Illinois, a full yeah. array of knowledge on this right now if I had uh, if I had actually gotten the tour done. I'd know it all. <laughs> you would. You I, would know I, something I take about notes on tours. Well, that's good. That's good. I mean, you are a tour guide, so I would hope you would know a thing or two about I touring. I was taking notes on the tour. On the is, tour the, is the distillery impressive just from the gift shop? Yeah, pulling in and everything's great. Um, make sure that you're going to the right place because there's the same name of a road about 20 miles earlier coming back from Nashville, the same road name, and it is like a one-car path that you're driving down. Okay. And it, it keeps showing that we have to go here. There's nothing there. I, I was a little concerned. So we drove like five minutes out of the way was all. Okay. We made it there. Yeah, it was, it was good. I was happy to get home. I, hey. was, I was ready. The, the whiskey tour would have been fun, fun and, you know, it was lovely to walk around a gift shop and look at expensive drinks, but I was ready. Yeah, me too. You're listening to the Larcher and Lawrence in Sports Show, uh, episode 93 of the podcast. We are live here in the boat in the beer garden of Trader Todd's at 3218 North Sheffield. Give us a call if you're listening live on Blog Talk Radio at 888-787-4827. Shoot us a text on our text line at 773-559-5189. There you go. You can always tweet us at Larcher Lawrenson. That's where the magic is. Yep. Find us. Uh, you can find Trader Todd's at Trader Todd's on Twitter as well. That's right. Great follow. Like my Facebook call. Matter of fact, the skipper just came out here right now. There Good he to is. see you. Good to see you. <laughs> Uh, Seven dollar Larcher Lawrence and Lemonades for us tonight. Yeah. Do you have one yet? Not yet. I'm, I'm, it's my next drink. That's a great drink. Um, so the big news in the NFL this week. Well, it, number one, we're two weeks away. So that's a, the exciting thing. I mean, regular season two, two or three weeks away. We're right on the edge of football meaning something. Mm-hmm. We are going into the week this week where the game lasts about a half. Your starters play for a half. So. We may have some questions finally answered, such as, what is Jared Allen? And I'm excited that we have a Vikings guy in the house. Yeah. Murphy Rowe from I get, I get Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I've been so pumped to talk to Chicago people about Jared Allen coming to your team. It's so wonderful. 
I you, wonder. I wonder if it's uh, like Julius Peppers, like us talking about him to the Packers. I, I it's, this is what it's I literally the exact same thing. Are you serious? Yep. But I, do do you have anything yeah. positive to say about him? Because I don't have anything positive to tell a Packers fan about Julius Peppers. Not, uh, he's not done. Anymore. Jared not Allen. Anymore. He's got a great bull rush. Okay. Yep. Uh, and then once they stop the bull rush, uh, he's going to bull rush for a little while longer. And uh, he's a good motor guy. But if you like the bull rush, you're going to love Jared Allen. I love the bull if rush. You like, if you like players that make a meaningful impact in a run game or most passing plays, then Jared Allen might not be your guy. Okay, interesting. I've been hearing a lot of uh, picking up the sacks last couple seasons when it really didn't matter much is what, is what I've been catching. I guess he's the Adam Dunn of, uh, of football. You know, he's a good, he's a good home run guy. That's, what you, that's all you could get is the occasional home run. Yep. Outside of that, he, he may be a drag on your line. We did bring in Lamar Houston from the Raiders, One who, statistically speaking, yeah. is, is a, a run stuffer. Yeah. Right, yeah. So. And you never know when you get a guy in a, new, in a new system. New coaches might get a little bit, might get that last couple drops out of the tank from him. Or yeah. Allen, I'm talking, not Houston. Yeah. Right. No, we'll see what happens with him. Al and I were down at training camp, and he looked really good at standing and being a lot taller than... Big guy, than yeah, big guy. Yeah, he was awesome at that. No Julius Peppers, but a large really man. At making a headband out of any article of clothing that you have on you. Right. I noticed that as well. I'm excited, of course. A lot of Bears fans that you've run into, they've got to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, being like, oh, you lost him. I don't know. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, people think, I mean, he, he's the name. And you got the names at the end, and sometimes, they got, sometimes they're impact players, and other times they get old. Right, but I mean, well, I don't know if you realize this, but Julius Peppers last year just didn't play. Oh yeah, no, you know <laughs> that, that, that's not. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't season, exactly right? say he did. A, he did a Peppers, but he he had the he best the season, right? He yeah. shut out the season more or less. He he had the best seats in the house. And that's our, I mean, I remember him coming. He, I was excited about it. He's got two years on Allen right now, and then of course the first thing I do, I go look at the stat sheet, and uh, obviously impressive numbers even still to this day. Just, uh, what, two, two seasons since, two full seasons since the 22 sack year? Oh, yeah. And then he's still getting double digits. I mean, I'm yeah. thinking eight sacks from the guy, 10, uh, 10 would be make, make me real happy. Yeah, I think, I think you can definitely count on around that number of sacks from him. That's definitely where you're going to get. Uh, it's just when, when they come. Is it, is it a big sack on a third and five, or is it a meaningless sack on a third and 20 in, the, in a blowout? Yeah. I agree. Hopefully, it's the meaningful sack. Well, yeah, obviously that. Yeah, that's what you're hoping for, and you know that's what uh, that's what you pay them the money for. But I guess the Minnesota. See, the problem with measuring that though is if if I'm thinking of the Minnesota Vikings, I think week one their sacks are meaningless. I mean, there's not a lot of hope there besides Adrian Peterson. So, how many meaningful games was he actually involved in that he he had to have that fire? You know that that he he was dependent on. We're in Chicago. We have a legitimate shot at the Super Bowl this year, and, and by no means am I saying we're going, but right. we're definitely a top 10 contender, so we're on the top third of the league. He is going to be in meaningful games, and hopefully he has that fire back inside him that I always hated that he used to have because I didn't like him because he was playing for you guys. But you yeah, know. No, I, You're definitely onto something there. I like to think of these guys as human beings, and you're right. You're looking at the Chicago team. Jared Allen's in that locker room to saying, if I play well this season, we could be a Super Bowl team. That's way different motivation than if I play great, we might be 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm anxious to see about uh, the, rookie, the ro- rookie defensive lineman, Ferguson and Sutton. 
We haven't really gotten to see a test. And, Al, you and I disappeared the night after the game, so I really didn't get a chance to. On the way down, I tried to read a couple things, but I couldn't couldn't check it out. I haven't heard anything overwhelmingly encouraging. Um, I haven't had a chance to really watch these games either, so. The big news that broke, gigantic news, the Bears made a splash in uh, wide receivers. They did, yeah. yeah. Uh, San Antonio Holmes. Super Bowl savior himself. MVP, yeah. There you go. San Antonio Holmes. Wow. Maybe the, if not the David Tyree catch, maybe one of the top two or three Super Bowl catches of all time. Wow. I mean, yeah. it's right there. I think it's up there. The dude had a few good years. Um, what we have now, we don't know. But what we have now is a risk-free opportunity to look at a guy who has tremendous speed. And realistically, we're not asking him to be a number one or a number two. We're asking him to be a number three guy. And, and if he can do it, it's the same thing with Jared Allen. We might have – we're taking a lot of chances this year. If they pan out, boom. If they don't, it could get ugly. Well, they had a lot of spots to fill. I mean, just a ton on defense alone right there, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, what do we got, like uh, we got the best 34 pun- new players, something like that? We got like the that? best punter in the draft. Well, the biggest thing is you got player. You, the the spots you're trying to fill are ones that you can fill through guys off. Not that not that Holmes is a guy off the street, but you can fill. You can find a guy to play your third receiver when he when his right. teammates are B Marsh and Alshon. That's a not that hard of a job. I mean, it's an extremely right. difficult job, but it, comparatively, it, it is right. You're not being dependent on like like Hester once was. <laughs> How long you been in town? Uh, I've lived here for three years now. Three years. So uh, right before you came, the Bears didn't have a receiver over six foot. Oh, yeah. no. And if I, they did, they were lucky. No, I played fantasy football since I was like 11, and I have okay. never drafted a Bears receiver. <laughs> no, smart move. And now there's two that you want. Now I'll oh, covet them so yeah. deeply. Yeah. It's silly. Uh, what, is, what are they going? I, I get, Speaking of fantasy football, we're, we're getting ready to start our big league. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, I'll get that out. It's going to be just like... Uh, default scoring for whichever one we go with. Uh, I haven't been – I don't have much time to put into it. Is it going to be a league worth it, speaking yeah. of fantasy? As for, as for Bears players? or yeah. I, I mean, obviously, Marshall and Jeff are going to get the touches. You know, Marshall is going to get 90 receptions. You know that, 90 to 100. He say, you know, last the season. Jeffrey's more of like the touchdown, I would say, playmaker – um, yeah. But I think the purpose, the fantasy is forte. I mean, I think you're going to probably see him in, especially in Chicago-based drafts, he'll go in the top five probably right. in some of these drafts. Like, I would say he's probably the two or third running back going off the board in, in some some places. All right. I mean, he should be, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I, I haven't even opened a fantasy magazine, and to me that's where it starts because that's where it started for me as a kid. And I, I realize everything's online now. You like drafting three weeks behind. But I once drafted uh, Marcus Robinson. I mean, that's how far back I, I go oh, with fantasy boy. football. I mean, I, is a bear. I'll never forget. I mean, I was like in the Kmart League. Fantasy Kmart League when I was working at Kmart when I was like oh, 16. Oh, I wish I played in the fantasy Kmart. So, this was like 15 years ago. We didn't have the internet and everyone had their magazines and I took like, I got a, I got like six magazines and I created a whole drafting uh, notebook yeah. and I used sticky, the what do you call that stuff? Glue? I think yeah. it's called glue. Yeah, that is true. I used glue and yeah. scissors and I made a whole drafting guide. So, I mean, I used to take this stuff serious and now it's all online. Nobody puts any effort into it. I feel 
you know, I feel like I should dominate every year, and most years I do, and I, I look forward to crushing your hopes, your dreams, and your desires because there's no way your team is going to stop my team. Are either of you commissioners? No. Yes, I, I, I would not want to take that job on. There's no way. I'm a co-commissioner. I split the responsibility. As with you someone. should. And how do you feel about drugs in your leagues? These are encouraged okay. by the owners, not the players. Yeah. Good, good. I just want, I want to make sure. And does your league allow, I mean, as commissioner, do you? be the Jim Irsay. That's our role model, actually, in our league. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's your profile pick for the league. Um, do you guys encourage gambling within your league? We, you know, we have our, obviously, the, the money. You know, we've been, it's a college league from back in the day, so we're up to about $50. Like, you know, everyone's pitching 50 But there's also side bets. Like, you come to a matchup with one of your buddies, and, you know, the trash talking that goes on. Like, I guarantee I beat 20 bucks as I beat you this week. I mean, that's the, okay. more of the, the side bets or right. things like that. So, yeah. I feel like I'm confessing to something weird here, but we are pretty intense about our fantasy football league. Uh, high school guys, we've been together since back then. Wow. And uh, we it's a keeper league and a very elaborate rule system. Uh, but to to dis- to get people not to sell off their assets at the end of the season if they're out of that, we uh, we instituted a slap bet where the if you if you lose the consolation bracket tournament, anyone who finished above you in the regular season standings gets to slap you in the face as hard as they can one time, any time in the next calendar year. Okay, yep. I've I've heard this new thing going around, and it makes perfect sense that. If you're going to do a fantasy league, of course you set your goals for the winner, but you do have to have a penalty for finishing last because otherwise you always get those guys who drop out halfway through the season, and that makes the league no fun. But if you, if you have something such as a slap right. uh, a rule, it right. definitely encourages people to continue playing. It's that, it's that whip. It's, you know, it's what's needed. So I do, um, I do encourage some sort of... It's just Downward. an excuse to be more competitive than is normal for a human being. Right, of course. Yeah. Brian, have a good one. Thanks Brian Hunter, thanks for just by. dropping by and jumping yeah. on Boom. the microphone, man. Talking bears, always In, good. Enjoy your soccer match. I will. Uh, win or, uh, as, as might be a good, tie. Have a good tie. I am going to have tie for dinner tonight. Before you go, who's impressed you most of the, this off season oh, yeah. in for, camp? For the Bears? Yeah, for the Bears. Um... I can't think of anything. The backup corner, other cornerback, the other young, what's it, not Fuller, um, the other guy. And I can't, but sorry, the name's skipping my. Not Tillman. Not right on it. Second. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Guys. Good well, actually, job. Actually, you know what? I'll tell you know what? I've got another it. one. Um, I just came. Uh, Kadeem Carey. Okay. The backup running back yeah, will be your 2016 starting running back for the Chicago Bears. They say he's a little slow. He's got to work on his speed. That and picking up the. Pass block and pass protection; those are his weakness. But if you looked at what he did at college at Arizona, like this kind of spread and like fast pace off, yeah. he's a perfect type of running back for trust. Uh, are, are you speaking of? Um, let's see here. Of uh, Thompson Mc, McManus, no? Sheriff McManus, Al Luis Jean, Billy Lee, Billy King Jean, Hayden Fuller. C.J. Wilson. Oh, we got there. We knew we'd get there. Oh, you're talking about. C. I thought C.J. Wilson. Wilson was a Mazda dealership. Yep, it I is. didn't even know it was yeah, a... Yeah, that's it. We got it. That's All perfect. Right. Nailed it. Nice. Well, good luck with your uh, the other football. <laughs> Go Holland. Thanks for joining, man. Yeah. So, yeah, Hunter just jumped on in. I I hope that uh, 
James, he's not with us, but uh, I hope oh God, I hope he is with us in some way. Jumping in with us, Murphy Rowe. Thanks for joining, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Do you do the uh, Do you do the Twitter? The Twitter. I am on the Twitter. I do. I do tweet a bit. How do you How do you do it? You do good. You do well. You do good. I I could do better. I I use it as a place to try to write jokes. Uh, I should try to network more, but I don't know. Uh, 140 characters, like, it, that's the, the Twitter thing for stand-ups I've been noticing. Try yeah. to get, try to nail that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's re- once you, any funny concept, you should be able to get down to 140, and, you know, brevity is the whatever of wit, yep. so is accuracy, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I like to use it as a tool. It's great during, I love, I love tweeting, do you guys tweet, like, during games? Do you do Sometimes. the, the live tweeting not, games? I not big on it. I, I have a hard time. time. Yeah, I like focusing, and I don't. If I touch my phone, I'm in a whole new world. I'm not watching football anymore, or whatever's happening. Yeah, I have a hard time switching back and forth. I don't read what other people say. I just like the positive reinforcement when I say something funny, right. and then right. and then my phone buzzes. I'm like, oh, people like, like oh, this. Oh, I got this a favorite. Great. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I, I've I never found that positive encouragement. So <laughs> something else. I'm either not funny, or I just don't know how to do. Twitter. Oh no, it happens. Rare. It's not very often. Yeah, and these are rare events. I get upset. I look at the phone. I'm like, well, all right, well, these people are done it. fine. They don't get me at all. I'm out of here. And uh, yeah, I, I have a trouble with the Twitter, but I have trouble with the phone. I pick it up and and I'm on Facebook. I'm on this. I'm on that. I can't. I just can't focus. Something into my fitness pal. You do Instagram more. I do Instagram more than anything. And I, I mean, this guy. I don't do it as much. Now. Clark Lawrence and this guy can't do it when he's driving. I do not. You, you're sitting there, you touch your phone driving. when you're driving, not. you no. get lost in the... I'm following a GPS trying to find the fast uh-huh. GPS. That's what Facebook's called now? You're, you're watching Ice Bucket Challenges while you're driving. No, I'm not. Ice Bucket Challenges, try sitting in the bleachers during a torrential downpour for 15 minutes. Did that last oh. night at the game. Oh, you went to the game where the Cubs cheated? Oh, yeah. my goodness. They, they did not cheat. In the fact, Cubs cheated. In fact, breaking news, did you catch it here, Al? I caught it. The Giants won their protest. Right. They won the protest. Because the Cubs clearly cheated. So the Cubs are currently playing the Giants right now, but they're going to restart yesterday's game from the middle of the fifth inning. So new traffic. Tomorrow at 4 p.m. Great. I cannot believe that they won the protest. I don't think of it. Have you ever seen someone or a team win a protest? No. I'm surprised as hell, but being at the game, it was a feeling all around it like, these guys should probably get a shot to continue this game. It seems like the only way the Cubs could have won was to use the steel chair when the referee wasn't looking with the whole tarp thing, and that's what they did. I will say this. The Cubs will be in a fantastic situation coming back in. Just starting the bottom of the fifth inning up two to nothing. You, you <sighs> never start a game at that point. Things are still, oh, it's, it's a Cubs thing. I'm it, a it's horrible. Fan. It's been since I was a kid. It's horrible. So uh, now, wait, wait, how do you go? Can anybody just show up at this thing now, or what happens with the tickets? No, I, I can take my ticket back. They're offering a free ticket for anybody um, anybody who uh, had a ticket for last night's game. So if you've got nothing to do tomorrow and you want to cause traffic when I'm on my way in here, yeah. please, please go to the Cubs game for some meaningless game that they tried cheating their way out of. I'll be getting back home. You know, I live in the neighborhood at about 8.30 tomorrow night. I might walk in because the second game is going to start a little later. That's just the way it's going to be. So there's going to be two. What's oh, a doubleheader? They're going to finish that game, a game and a half. Okay. Have, uh, have you guys ever been around groundskeeper people? No. Not really. Oh, my. They're, they're grumpy, ornery people. And as that, as that mistake was happening, I was just picturing every groundskeeper from every stadium around the company or around the country just losing their mind. Amateurs. I, I sat there for an hour and a half watching in the Wrigley Field. You know, it, 
as sophisticated, you know, as updated as it is, not. They, uh, everybody walking in from the outfield bleachers with Diamond Dry on, on their shoulders, like, and just had multiple people. That's how they're carrying it in. And then you notice you saw, like, the younger in shape guy actually carrying two and halfway down handing his to the guy who wasn't in as much shape. Like, <laughs> the people with seniority know how to roll it in this line of work. But they worked their asses off after that. So well, four hours. Up until tomorrow, my day job has been a cemetery for the last five years, yes. and I've gotten to know the grounds crew really well, and I, I will say those guys work their asses off, whether it be a, a park, a cemetery, or a ballpark. It's, I mean, these guys... Keeping grass green is not easy. No, they, and, and people listen. There you are. People get upset when, they're, when somebody in their family just died, and then they go to visit the grave, and all the sod is dead. They bitch up a storm like you would not believe it. Because it should be well fertilized, or is that a wow? No, <laughs> well, I, you would think. Is that not the way Actually, we're going with this show? No, no, that's you're perfect. Airtight caskets, you're probably like, yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, plus you put it in a concrete box. Wow, that'll be. Hard. Well, get comfortable. Stay a little nah, bit. Just but any, to go to anyway, the game being, last, being last at minute. the game last night, what was the, were people? What was the feeling in the stands? Were people upset at the grounds crew for like what was going on? No, in, my dad had heard that, that people were booing the grounds crew while I was still there. I I, start, I started hearing like chants for the grounds crew, like "Wow, it's an hour and a half into this." And these guys are still working hard. It, it did on on their behalf. It downpoured out of nowhere, and perhaps they were undermanned or whatnot. I don't know, but they ended up paying for whatever whatever happened. They paid for it, and then of course the news picked up, and they're just they're done. You know. Uh, if anything bad happens at Wrigley Field, that's just that's going to explode Twitter. Any because oh, people, wouldn't, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn by saying Cubs fans love to complain a little bit. I mean, granted, it's all, it's all you've had to do for the last I don't know hundred years yeah. or so, but it well deserved. Most people think, I guess. I don't know. I had a lot of fun and things had gone well. Like uh, the kid Baez actually had an eight pitch walk, which is a big thing for this kid because he strikes out a lot. He hits he hits a ton when he does connect. But uh, then just after that, uh, right behind him, Rizzo hit a, hit a homer that landed out on uh, Sheffield Avenue. Yeah, this is Sheffield. Speaking of Sheffield. We're right out there. Trader, Trader Todd's. Dockside Burger Bar. North Sheffield. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you guys are talking about it being bad over here. Do you actually want the Cubs to get good? Because it, 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 this area is going to fall, is going to just implode if the Cubs ever are actually I mean, in a playoff hunt. If I, the Cubs win the World Series... I am driving the bandwagon. I am perfect. I'm hopping on board. I'm getting I'm in the front. I'm going to knock the driver out, and I am going to hit the gas, and I'm going to pick up all the other bandwagoners, and we're going to go to that parade, and we're going to be so excited and happy because the Cubs deserve it. But until then, they're, they're miserable, and they're a horrible team. And you know what? They bring Thee in, and I thought things would change. And Thee's a good friend of mine. I was things, texting him things yesterday. Things are actually going really well right now, and, and things are looking up. And I congratulated Theo Epstein. I, I texted him today. I'm like, hey, congratulations on cheating last night. Oh, I'm glad God. to see you guys are finally. Do you think the New England Patriots ever pull any punches? They go out there. They video record people. They get things so they know what's going on. They cheat, they win, the and they have championships. The Cubs still lose. The reason that the game took four and a half hours to call and they kept trying and trying is because the Cubs felt that, hey, we've got to give these guys another shot at this. The tarp malfunctioned. That's why the people oh, putting the tarp out. beans. All the Cubs care about are people they, drinking. They couldn't find the rule to let them suspend play until the next day. Well, they don't have a, a phone straight to the commissioner's office or anything, I guess. Yeah. It's not like the reverse Batman phone. No. So. And Seelig's already in his senior slump here. Right. He probably 
<laughs> he probably didn't get to that message until this afternoon. Well, I was in Nashville. I saw that they named a new commissioner of baseball. Is, is, they did, yeah. Does that yeah. not take effect yet? Is he like Adam Silver? He's no, it's, yeah, you don't just, I mean, when you elect a new president, he's not the president as soon as the votes are counted. There's an inaugura- inauguration, there's a lame yeah. duck period, and right now it's Selig's lame duck uh, session. I would have loved to see Selig try to jump on Jeter's farewell tour and just just see the difference in how fans treat the two of them. It's like, hey, we love you more than anything, Jeter. Go to hell, Selig. <laughs> I think it would be great if Selick did like a president and threw some pardons out there and got like Pete Rose into the Hall of Fame. Like, it wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, like out of my way out. You know what? Pete's in. Wow. Let's yeah. give the Cubs an honorary uh, championship because they've get been out of here. You know, we're not taking. We well, screwed up on that DH thing. Let's get that out of here. And yeah. wow. If I was if I was a commissioner, Minnesota guy, like, are you a baseball guy up there? Oh yeah, I'm a baseball guy. Yeah, I grew I grew up on uh, David Ortiz and Johan Santana. Oh, there you go. Nice. And then when you came down here, you now uh, you now have a gig out on on the field out with Schaumburg. Yeah, out with the uh, Schaumburg Boomers out there, uh, independent league uh, frontier league team uh, yeah. in a playoff hunt at the moment. Are they? Oh yeah. Uh, how how are you sitting? Uh, yeah. I'm sitting on a stool. Nice. Uh, and are you we, comfortable? Uh, I was asking. Yeah, I, I'm 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 very comfortable. I'm a little sweaty, but that's my nature. Um, I, I'm I'm sweaty too. Yeah, I don't know. I I I had to throw out all my gray shirts because <laughs> I just I they're not gray shirts anymore. They're like topographical maps of where I've gotten fat. Yeah. And it's not. Uh, oh, I know all about those. It's not pretty. Do you, uh, what what other colors? What, who uh, the, uh, boomers? the boomers? Orange and black. Okay, those are good. Yeah, we got. Slimming. We actually got. So we. I really like our merchandise. Yeah, and I wouldn't say that if I didn't. Like, if it yeah. sucked, I would say it sucked. But we actually have some really good logos and merchandise out there right now. And uh, is a boomer anything specific? It is a prairie chicken. Okay. Uh, it's a and no. It's native to the area. Uh, known for having wow. like orange sacks that make a booming sound, like it's the male mating call. Oh, and it's wow. native to the area. I didn't know that until I got the job. So wow! If that's new to you, don't be don't feel like you're missing out on something you should have learned in fifth grade. Fine. Uh, I my first minor league ball game recently. I, I told you earlier it, it was out at, at Kane County because the boys were meeting up out there and the Cubs. I'm a Cubs fan, so I wanted to check it out. Uh, I, I didn't remember the last time I was at one. I was a kid myself, so I didn't remember like. That's what the, that's what it, it's for families, and it's a great experience. Oh yeah, I was there and with friends and their kids, and we had a great time. Oh, it's, it's so funny because you get you get both ends of the spectrum. It's great family entertainment. You can get the whole family out to a real baseball game for less than a mortgage payment, and it's great. <laughs> Whereas like, you try to come into Wrigleyville, it's gonna Wrigleyville is gonna cost you a fortune to take a family of four to the game. Yeah. But then you got the people who just want to get drunk for cheaper stadium beer. <laughs> And one of the nice things about it is it's out in Schaumburg where you can cause as much traffic as you want. All it's right. okay. It's it's not in a residential area. People aren't trying to get to work. A full-time gig three blocks away from the park here in town. Well, yeah. Now I really have to deal with you these can, people. You can't complain anymore. You don't. You don't. You don't move right into the heart of the beast. Do you or do you drive? Is that the I do drive. Crux yeah, of it. Drive. Yeah. I, I can understand if you were if you were just annoyed at how many people were on a train that might be frustrating. But well, here's the deal: before I drove, I've lived on Addison most of my adult life. Okay. So I used to work like I went to college at Columbia. I used to work at US 99, which used to be in the John Hancock Center. So I would have to take the Addison bus a lot. And during Cub season, I literally had to take the Addison bus to the Red Line. So. I'd get stuck right, right there at Wrigley during a Cubs game. I just want to go to work. 
There's nothing more frustrating than people having fun when you're trying to get to work. Exactly. I want everyone as miserable as I am. That's the only way it should be. But, yeah. Yeah, it is terrible. I mean, yeah, it's that you get, you live with it because that's the only thing that also gives value to that old stadium is where it's located. Right. You know, it's, it's. I'm with you though. I, I traffic is one Thank of my you. traffic turns me into a person that I hate and yeah. and I don't like to be that person. It makes good people bad. There's no doubt I mean, about it. You can't avoid it on the train either, Al. Like you know that, right? You're just going to be amongst yeah. a ton of fans heading to the park. Did uh, you guys see uh, that the NFL for their halftime show considering charging the artist who gets picked for the halftime show, and that might actually be what Wade's on it. And the finalists have been announced. I don't know if you've gone through the list yet. I know Weird Al Yankovic was a, a everybody wanted Weird Al. There was a petition. Well, once again, Weird Al's been snubbed. He's not on the list. Not on the list. Uh, but right now we have Rihanna, or is it Rihanna? Rihanna. Rihanna. I think it's Rihanna. Okay, Rihanna, Katy Perry, or Coldplay. So th- those are your poison pills. <laughs> Pick which one, you know. And Ooh. All right. Uh, besides it being them. Uh, are they all, like, have they already said, yeah, I'd pay money to be in the Super Bowl? Or are they just saying, now you guys can bid on being in? Yeah, was this a bait and switch by the NFL? Like, who wants to be the Super Bowl oh. halftime entertainment? It's going to cost you. Okay, this is from Sporting Nation, SBNation.com. Uh, one report suggests that the NFL has narrowed down the Super Bowl halftime candidates to Rihanna, Katy Perry, Coldplay. But that decision could be made based on which one of the three agrees to pay the league for the opportunity. Taking advantage of musicians is a pastime many in the world of entertainment have enjoyed, and now the NFL is reportedly joining the fun. The Wall Street Journal reports that the NFL is requesting that this year's Super Bowl halftime performer pays to play the event. That seems like bullshit to me. I mean, wh- uh, come on. Where'd you pull the article from? Uh, SB Nation. Yeah, no, that's oh. a re- it's a real thing. Yeah, no, they're, they're real. I'll be darned. Yeah. However, reception to the idea was chilly, according to the report. No decision on the act has been made yet, and it is possible another act could be selected, which may mean the league is serious about this and will go outside of those three to find an artist who will agree to their deal, or it could simply mean that it's not really down to name those three musicians at this point. And how many how many people were on the Weird Al petition? Like, can we get at least a, twelve? Can we get a dollar from each of them and, right. and have him pay it? I think you probably could. What was it like? Kickstarter. Change, change.org had it going on, or get what it, get Weird Al to start a Kickstarter. Yeah. And he could raise money to buy into the Super Bowl halftime. I just be fine. yeah, just stick it to the NFL for charging. Right. There you go. And meanwhile, the NFL just gets richer. Well, on the in the NFL's defense, the the sheer number of people watching that broadcast is is an insane opportunity for any musical artist. And right. And if you look at if, from purely a how can I make the most money off of everything that I own type of standpoint, I get where they're coming from. It seems like a bad PR move to me. It does. It seems greedy. But it seems greedy from a league that pretty much we put up with anything. You know, a guy a guy beats his uh, fiance, knocks her cold. Oh. Carriers was out like a caveman. He gets two games. A guy enjoys a little weed, and he gets four games. I mean, oh there's, there's no balance to the punishment, and we just go, okay. We know that concussions are an issue. We know it's shortening lives, but you know what? We want to see our gladiators fight on Sunday, and we're, we, we say, okay, and we deal with it, and we put up with it, and, 
You know, at some point, though, the people are going to be like, come on, guys. You guys are a rich, evil corporation. And I'm all for evil corporations. I, you know, I shop at Walmart, and I've, I don't feel guilty about it. It's interesting that Goodell came in firing on all cylinders, laying down some serious suspensions. People thought he was, like, trying to clean up the league. And then after that happened a month ago. Yeah. It's, just, it, it's insane, the, the two-game. They're, they're now working on changing that, I have seen. Oh, uh, haven't you seen the articles lately? Uh, they're, they're, they're talking about re, retooling their rules. The rules on suspensions? Yes, as far as domestic violence and whatnot. Oh, right, 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 right. See, that, that caused a significant turmoil for me because I, I consider myself a feminist. I'm pretty much pretty, pretty vocally anti-domestic violence. I would hope. Uh, but I've had Ray Rice as a keeper for like four <laughs> years. And it, and it, took fantasy, it took that story to challenge my, my morals in such a way where I was just like, I might be a bad person because I took me a little bit too long to decide not to keep Ray Rice. Well, you have a – I mean, that's an interesting perspective. You as an owner – are stuck with this Ray Rice dilemma. You ended up keeping him, or did you drop him? Well, I dropped him because he, uh, but it was mostly for on the field reasons. <laughs> did you? He was heading down. You yeah. should have released a press release within your league saying we are dropping Ray Rice because we do not. So, what's your team name? Uh, right now, we're the uh, Holistic Healers. The Holistic Healers. H e e l e r, like the like the wrestling term, like a heel. Okay. Gotcha. Because oh. everybody in my league hates me uh, because I'm the guy. I'm the I'm the arguing guy. I'm the guy who makes us think about yeah. everything because it's fun for me to argue. Are you a wrestling fan? I I, w- I had my wrestling time growing up. I went away from it, but you know it's fun to catch a catch a Monday Night Raw every now and then. We uh, I, same deal. I mean, I grew up on it. I loved yeah. it. Before the network came out, we both decided we'll we'll start. Just, just gonna watch some pay per views. We, sh- we share the network. Yeah, yeah. We share some pay per views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch an old documentary or something, you know. But man, did they do it right this week? Did you see SummerSlam at all? Or? I didn't catch SummerSlam. What was? What was the did you see there? WrestleMania with uh, Brock Lesnar beating Undertaker? No, I didn't catch Have that. Have you one. heard? So, so the streak ended. Yeah. So the, I did. Yeah, I did hear about the streak. Undertaker, I think, went twenty-one victories at WrestleMania. Nobody saw it coming. Everyone's like, okay, Undertaker's going to win, beat Brock Lesnar. All of a sudden, that match went for about 20 minutes. It was a great match. Brock Lesnar dominated. And Undertaker just looked dead. Beat him, wins the match. Now, Brock Lesnar only wrestles like five times a year. He's got a very limited contract. And Paul Heyman's his manager. He's like, hey, we destroyed, we killed the god at WrestleMania. We destroyed it. Brock Lesnar's the most dominating physical creature to ever wrestle. And, you know, he's a UFC champion. He's a former WWF champion. They build him up as this great, scary monster. And they're like, all right, SummerSlam is the next time he gets in the ring. So we're talking four or five months. He's fighting the world title against John Cena, who's dominated. I think he's won yeah. 700 titles. Yeah. Uh, he's been their Hulk Hogan for the last he's 10 the years. Guy. Yeah, that's what, coming back, I found out. Uh, John, John Cena is a Hulk Hogan. John that's Cena gets in the ring with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar immediately picks him up, does his finishing maneuver on him, pins him, gets a two-and-a-half count, and he just kicks back and smiles like, okay, this is what you want? Really? You want this match? Fine. Uh-huh. Lesnar goes on for about the next 15 minutes, destroying him. I think it was something like 20 suplexes in a row. Just throwing him, throwing yeah. him. Le- I was impressed they didn't, they didn't give Cena any opportunity for anything. I was, it's an interesting move from the writers. Cena had maybe one little comeback, but Brock Lesnar absolutely dominated him. 
and then walked away with the world title. And for the first time in maybe 15, 20 years, they have a heel that's like, holy shit, who's going to beat this guy? Because they're building up to be an unstoppable monster. That's one thing, me coming back to it as an adult, I, I feel like for a long time they, they stuck with their formula because it, it was a good formula. Yeah. But now I feel like the, the things that they're trying to pull off with who they're promoting and when, what they're trying to get done, a little bit more, I don't want to call the WWE progressive, but they're... they're they're making some things happen that we haven't really seen before. Like you're talking about the WrestleMania match. They would never let a match go like that no. back in the 90s. Like right. It's got to have the right arc to it. You never saw Hulk Hogan just get his ass kicked. Like, I mean, there was either a, some kind, something happened, you know, somebody cheated. There was some unfair advantage for him to win. Where with John Cena, they let him get beat fair and square just by a dominant physical specimen. I mean, Brock Lesnar's a monster. When you look at the guy... He's horrible, and the dude, the dude can't talk on the mic, but they put Paul Heyman next to him, and when Brock Lesnar talks, he just sounds like a dumb bully, and you believe him, and then you got, Brock, then you got Paul Heyman to kind of put into words what this guy's saying, and he gave a great promo Monday night basically saying, I respect John Cena. I think what John Cena has done is amazing. He's a hell of an athlete, but Brock Lesnar thinks he's a joke, and Brock Lesnar dominated and showed that, so... Do you think do you think that uh, the popularity of UFC MMA has uh, contributed of just yeah. people's conception yeah. of fighting that you know there's ways to win it differently there's other ways to make a guy submit or, or right. what have you where that bleeds over into how you can play out a pro wrestling match They've definitely their direction from what I understand or what it seemed to be after SummerSlam was they're getting out of that PG era they're going more to like okay Brock Lesnar is a real UFC fighter. When he gets in the ring, he throws punches. He does yeah. UFC-type moves. The rest of the wrestling roster are characters, and they're still that 80s guy. They're a joke to him, but he realizes that because he is the real guy. So you have real sports fans. You have the MMA guys tuning in now going, well, not really. They're not really tuning in, but people like them are tuning in going, oh, wow, there's this real element here in this fantasy world. So, yeah, they're they're going with the old old formula of using what what's happening real. I mean, Macho Man was off his rocker. Speaking yeah. of which, yeah, we've been watching these great documentaries, and it was about way back when when I was a kid watching the Macho Man and Hulk Hogan breaking up. Like, Macho Man was a bit off his rocker, so that's why he was they crazy. Wrote it on it, just absolutely you know? insane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, speaking of documentaries and wrestling, have you uh, have you seen the one uh, Beyond the Mat? Oh yeah, classic. Oh my god, wow. that, I mean that's a dumb question, Dude, but yeah, tell me about it. Well, that's yeah. just the starting point of the conversation. Though. I'm <laughs> with you, man. I'm with you. I'm the with yeah, you. you just you get a perspective on these guys. Any, I, do you do you guys hear people saying that they're not athletes anymore or that it's not a sport? Do people make that argument anymore? No. Or is everyone pretty much on board saying these guys are impressive that. athletes? Right. It's, partially staged. They're more like acrobats that, mixed with fighters. The campaign they did during their uh, Attitude Era, where I, I don't know if you remember it, but they had, like, Undertaker be like, I've had seven broken ribs and a cracked neck, and, you know, Austin, I've cracked my neck seven times, and, you know, this guy, I broke my arm, or all that. And they said, you want to not call us athletes. And that, I think, we're now, we were 15 to 20 when that happened. Now we're in our 30s, 35. We're starting to have kids. Right. There's no way we're not like our parents were who were like, oh, that crap's fake, that wrestling. It, it, we understand it's fake, but we also understand 
hey, these guys work harder than any other professional sports athlete as far as uh, shows. I mean, they, they do a show every damn night. Yeah. For most of the year. Here's my thing. I was, I've been dating a gal and engaged to be married now for, what, four or four and a half years, and I haven't talked to wrestling. And we put that out there I've every time we talk wrestling, just to be yeah, clear. Hey, I'm sorry. Am I bringing it up too much now? No, no, I'm, I'm saying it it's a good thing. We should, we should put that on a banner if we talk wrestling. What should we, what's the banner going to say? Spell it out. Clark Lawrenson's engaged. Oh. So we know it's, we're not just, you I, know. I'm getting at it. It's like false advertisement because I haven't watched it four or five years, and now I have to sneak it in. And when she comes into the room, it's like, I just get the look, and all of a sudden, boom, I switch it over to, uh, what is that, Bachelor in Paradise. That's the one I caught the other night. Well, yeah, because it's one of those things. It's, it, the, the pro wrestling is great entertainment, and there's some people who don't see that. <laughs> and if it's, right. your, if it's your future wife... I can understand where that could cause some problems. I would divorce her. Some of us feel like we're not supposed to talk about it. Then you get on a sports podcast. And you all right. And then no. you talk about it. Just roll. Yeah. She's probably not listening. No, she's not. She's, uh, she's at a surprise dinner that I had to answer questions for. Her coworkers put on and they... Oh, that's always... Like a, that's always... It's a coworker terrible. bachelorette kind of party going on. She didn't know it. So I, I hope she's not listening. Well, you you hope you answered the questions correctly so she's having fun? Yes, exactly. I, it felt it's on me. The whole thing. So, so my question was back to the uh, back to the Go wrestling ahead. thing, trying to get back to football a little bit with it. Why haven't we seen the the next Dwayne the Rock John, like the guy guy football player DN type body doesn't quite make it in the NFL, jumps careers over and has a little run, run of it in the WWE. There, the WWE for the last ten years or so has recruited athletes over wrestlers. You know, if they see a freak specimen like a Brock Lesnar, they go out and get it. I think John Cena was a failed football player. Oh, was he? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think he played center or something. Um, so, yeah, those guys exist. They just, you know, with wrestling, you, gotta, you can't just be an athlete. You've got to be a showman. And I think it's, it's rare you find a guy. I mean, the only, before Rock, the only guy I could think of like that was Ron Simmons. Oh, yeah. Who was a great Florida athlete. Uh He's in their Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you guys. Exp- I, I you're right on there with the. Sp- you need to be a performer. I don't know if you guys have seen this with what you do performance wise with your sports interests. Yeah, there just there aren't. There just aren't that many people that are good talkers. Right. In, in of your premier athletes, there's some who are who can have that performance flair, but it's not. Yeah. Not, it's it's a skill to be able to do what you guys do here. Well, look at LeBron versus Derrick Rose. You know, I mean, LeBron knows how to play the media. LeBron knows how to talk, knows how to set things up and make things bigger than they are. Derrick Rose is lucky to get a sentence out. And that has hurt him with well, he, the injuries never, he's, he's had. He's been good at that. No, he can't talk. Right, exactly. So he's sitting out because of the head injury? Or the, there's an ankle thing? He's got an Now he just needs to go home. Derrick Rose, if you're listening, because God knows you are, just go home. Okay, get out of where I don't know where he is. Get a cab. If you're listening right now, get a cab. Leave the arena that you're not playing tonight because you're hurt again. No matter how you want to disguise it, whether you need a rush or not. He has us in one ear while he's sitting there watching the game happening. I do. I. Why wouldn't he? It's probably a violation of some sort. Yeah, well, he's you know his brother will handle it, and I'm sure everything will be fine. See, people because. 
I wonder how that plays out in the locker room because you're right. He's not a he's not an accomplished public speaker. No. I, I think he has a very high basketball IQ. Right. And I don't think that he's a stupid person, but no. he's not. But he's not your. He's your, not Devin he, Hester. He's not a vocal leader, and people expect him to be a leader on this team. I wonder yeah. how that plays out in the locker room for him. Whether. He can lead pure. Well, he hasn't been able to lead by example for two years now. Right. I, what's that going to be like for him if people are looking at him? If his play doesn't speak for itself and his words can't obviously do it, where is he? Where does he fit in in that locker room? And he's he's one third of your roster salary, so that's a big investment to have that to hire that guy onto your team to commit that much money, and then have him not be able to deliver to no fault of his own on the court, and then to not be able to pick up on that other end. Now, it could all go away if he, if he leaves right now and he, he just gets ready for the bull season and he dominates and this let me year. Tell you, man, I, I'm excited to see more of what I saw the other day, but I'm kind of with you. I'm okay if he just hangs out and, and heads yeah. home now. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it because the way that he looks, he's improved the different parts of his game. He's doing that left-handed thing from 20 feet out that he was doing only right-handed last year. I don't even know what it is. I think he can... He could keep on reinventing himself and improving the other parts of his game this entire season and uh, jumping into the new one with everything that's going on, all the forwards going on right now, the rookie from, uh, from Spain, everything else, that Gasol guy as well from, from Spain. There you go. I just, I, I'm looking forward to it. It's them and Cavs, Al. Who, who else you got? Yeah. Can they beat a Kevin Love Cavs? Are they, are they the Kevin Love Cavs? I'm pretty sure they'll be LeBron's team. Okay. I'm picking that, too. Right. If I had a All vote, right. I'd probably If I had George. a vote, I'd vote for Love. My, my vote's going to Kevin Love. You're in Minnesota. See, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to sound off on Kevin Love here for a second. Right. I got nothing wrong with him going to Cleveland. It's a great move for him and, I'm sure, his family as well. And it's a great move for LeBron. You're welcome, LeBron. But what pisses wow. me off is that Cleveland now is experiencing what every small market fan is always fantasized about. Yes. Like a little kid just being like, what if... What if the best player just decided to come to Minnesota, and then and then other players wanted to play with him? It's like it's happening in Cleveland, you bastards. We all wanted it, and it yes. actually happened for you. And uh, oh, I like yeah, I we like wanted it from, too. I like hearing from a small. We wanted. We it tried. Too. We'd be look at. We'd be looking at the big market team that got him or something yeah. like that. Probably. But I feel like Chicago. Chicago. We're not New York, and we're not LA. Yeah, they play being a big market. Like they're they're the small market of the big market. Okay. They kind of have a chip on their shoulder about. All right. The two coasts, don't you think? Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I, so not even a part of you is like, well, I'm happy for Cleveland. They just got the best player of all time again. Again. No. I mean, oh, yes, a small part of me is like, yeah, it's cool that it happened for somebody. But then a larger part of me just wants to beat up my friends who it's live like in Cleveland. It's like when I had Madden football and I would trade to get Jerry Rice on my team. Exactly keep, like that. Keep the Chicago Bears rolling. It's That's right. Thing. Big news out of Cleveland this week that That's doesn't like involve that. basketball. Oh. Brian Hoyer has been named the Browns starter over Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel. And I didn't know much about Johnny Football because I don't have ESPN, and he's on it every five minutes. And I was staying at the hotel in Nashville. They had ESPN, so I watched an hour documentary on this kid. And i got to say, I like gypsies, and I like football. And I saw he was giving the finger to the Redskins fans because they're called the Redskins, so he's unlike Dicka, who said... It's all the liberals who just want that change, and he's right. But he's given the finger to the Redskins fans. I say good for Johnny Football. I'm a Johnny Football fan. Wow. I, had no, I was wondering where you were getting with that. It was straight up to just the he's, he's against the Redskins. No, the whole thing. no, because I support the Redskins in keeping their name. They should, they should piss off 
the five people who are truly upset by it. Wow. Dick is right. It's ridiculous. I saw Manziel blowing up on Twitter. It was just, uh, that's where I first heard where the finger heard around the world. You're on Twitter, right? Oh, yeah. What's your uh, what's your Twitter handle? We're you, almost done with the live. We're gonna get back to Al's thrilling. Uh, you can Johnny find Manziel me uh, at Murphy Rowe. At Murphy Rowe on Twitter, Facebook, all that jazz. Awesome, that's great. Thank you so much for stepping in last minute. We yeah, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hopefully that search party finds Allie and James. They they fell overboard and. We're crossing our fingers. We'll see what happens. Al, it's been a pleasure to do another show. It's been great to be on live with you on the Internet. Yeah, and I do have to say you look better outside, Clark. There's, uh, there's just something about being outside with you that just makes it even more magical and special. Oh, it's beautiful. It, it's hot. It's finally hot. By the way, in overtime here, Al, it on Twitter. Thanks for being here. I have a list of coaches and dictators quotes. You've got to figure out which one's which. I can't wait. I'm I'm exactly a thousand times ready. This is a Ricky Ricardo production. I missed him. It's all right. I didn't make a lot of Well, you're fired. That's, that's it. It's over. You're done. It's going to be the Larcher and Rowe show next week. Sorry, bud. Huh? Huh? No, nothing. You're the 14th guest that he's threatening with that. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm glad I stand up. Larcher and Rowe doesn't flow. It's got a nice ring to it. Not that your name, I mean, your name's... Yeah, my name works well. He's saying my full name, Murphy Rowe, that's got it. But I don't think Rowe mixes well putting it next to somebody else's last name. Now, is that your real name? Is that... Uh, Murphy is my real first name. Uh, Rowe is a variation of my last name, which is stage name. Very nice. Very nice. Well, it'll be a pleasure to catch... uh, It was nice catching up with you here. Nice seeing you here. We just met him. Nice. So yeah, how so are we catching up with him? Did you feel like caught uh, No. It? Yeah, a little bit. It's just uncomfortable. <laughs> no, it's a pleasure meeting you. It's, it's been a pleasure meeting you, man. Pleasure meeting you guys as well. Thanks for talking sports. But what's this dictator? Okay, so this is also from SB Nation. They put this together because I'm extremely lazy. This is Bill Hanstock. I just go with Bill Hancock, but it's Hanstock. All right, so I'm going to read you a quote. And you got to guess whether it's a dictator or a coach. Dictator or coach. All right. What sport? And mainly football. Okay. You cannot outrun a bullet. You cannot outrun a bullet. Would this be a dictator or a coach? I'll go with coach. Coach? Coach. Coach? It's a dictator. Ah. There's not a lot of bullets in football. Okay. Here's the next one. These are this See, he's is smart. He's not do, starting do we out. Know, do we know what dictator is? Does it say? All of them do, except this one. I, I didn't realize <laughs> ah, they were listed up yet. Oh, no. And you know, that back in the day, back when I used to do radio, you used to go to a website and you'd hit print and it'd have all these questions. Now they got it where you got to hit next on everything. Right. And I, half the time I hit an advertisement. And anyways. You can't even print anything out. Okay. Nothing. No internet. Yeah, the old slideshow trick. Get more page views. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bastards. Okay, here's uh, here's the next one. Whether we whether we decide to do tomorrow, we'll figure it out tomorrow. Whatever we decide to do tomorrow, we'll figure it out tomorrow. You you sound a lot like my father. You're my age, but you say things like my father. <laughs> I try. And I have to hit the next button on the computer. Uh, that's it, Coach. Coach. Me, me and Jerry are kindred spirits. Yes. Coach. That's Bill Belichick of the New England Patriots. Wow, your second favorite team. A team that's, he's won, what, four titles? The Cubs still none. All right. Okay. How come they get to pretend they are soldiers? The thing is, 
they aren't actually in the military. How come they get to pretend I'll, they are soldiers? All right. Uh, I'm, I'll go coach again. Coach? I'm going to go dictator. All right. Coach, it is a coach. All right. That's wow. Mike Leach talking about Texas A&M. Of course. Jeez. I'm not a dictator. He was the one putting guys in, in <laughs> dictator <urinals> or something. <laughs> yes, dictator. I'm not a dictator. It's just that I have a grumpy face. Oh, no. I, I mean, this could be Monty <laughs> Kiffin. Yeah, I don't know. It very well could be Monty Kiffin or Tom Coughlin. Uh, coach. I'm, dictator. Of course it is. It's uh, Studio audience. Dictator. Yeah, of course it is. Augusto Pinchat, the Chilean dictator, said that. He just has a grumpy face. He's not really a dictator. Uh-huh. Too many books is harmful. Too many. To read too many books is harmful. Coach. Got to be a coach. It's a dictator. That's, a, that's Mao Zingdong. This is a tough game. Dictators what? and coaches. What? What? Oh, man. I don't care if they respect me so long as they fear me. Coach. Coach. Caligula. Yeah. A dictator. Discipline is doing what you really don't want to do so you can do what you really want to do. That sounds like Mark Tressman. That's so confusing. I would have guessed Tressman on that. Discipline is doing what you really don't want to do so you can do what you really want to do. Coach. Coach. Jeff Fisher, former nice. Chicago Bear. Good. In time of difficulties, we must not lose sight of our achievements. Oh, that's encouraging. Time of difficulties, we must not lose sight of our achievements. An assistant coach. That sounds dictatorish to me. It's Mao Zingdong again. All right, a few more here. Just don't focus on all the books you read. No, no, don't, just don't do that. Not those achievements. That's not an achievement worth having. There's an old saying about the strength of the wolf is the pack. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. There's an old saying that the strength of the wolf is the pack. I think there's a lot of truth to that. Coach or dictator? Coach. 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 Bill Belichick. Inactivity is death. And I agree with that. My fitness pal, I have lost 50 pounds now with my fitness pal. There you go. I'm proud of you. Inactivity is death. Inactivity is death. Uh, Dictator. Dictator. Coach. Coach. Dictator. That is uh, Benito Mussolini. Oh, wow. All right, the final one. I am thrilled. You did your job. That's what execution is about. You did your job. That's what execution is about. Coach. Coach. Dictator. Coach. Coach. Bill Belichick. Common theme tonight. I think the author of this, uh, Hancock, was basically saying, or Hanstock, he was basically trying to say Bill Belichick's very much like a dictator. That's only makes sense. Legendary Joe Green. How are you? Good to see you. Joe. Like, like the Metallica shirt. What do I understand, man? Throw it to him. 
Hey, Randy <laughs> Travis here. Be sure and listen to The Morning Show with Big Al, your pal, on your country alternative, 98.5 WACF. God bless Randy Travis. There you go. God rest his soul, whoever he is today. Yeah, he's alive. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's still alive. <laughs> I, I'm surprised. Well, that's good news because they just added two more people to the practice squad. So Randy Travis, I'm sure, is thrilled about that. Did you see that this week? Were the NFL good? announced they're adding two more to the practice squad. That's 56 more jobs across the league. Oh, that's wonderful. What, what's, what's the salary there? Do you know? And once again, Goodell, who's the president now? The, the sheriff. Goodell. Goodell's done more for the economy than uh, Barack Obama. He's creating jobs left and right. He's, he's, you know, he just needs to legalize. And then we'll all be happy. Okay. Well, Can you imagine how much better the NFL would go with legalized marijuana? It would just, like, just so many fewer problems. The touchdown dances alone would be worth it. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, they just banned yeah. they just banned the dunk. You can't. The team gets a 15 yard penalty if they dunk the football now. Yeah, Graham finally stopped doing yeah, it. Yeah, because Graham knocked it over. So that's forced Gonzalez into retirement. They oh, should. The no more dunk. It's like that's it. Gonzalez is out. Yeah, that's why he quit. It wasn't, it wasn't three and thirteen. It was no more dunks. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> no, I've had it up. How much are you doing stand up these days, brother? Uh, not as much as I'd like during the summer because I'm out at the ballpark a lot oh, of yeah. nights. Uh, but I got a got a got some shows coming up. Yeah, when uh, when can I catch you? Uh, you can catch me August sixth at Cigars and Stripes out in Berwyn. Yep. Uh, you can catch me thir- second and fourth Thursdays at the Two Forty Lounge in Albany Park, right next to the beautiful Admiral Theater. Beautiful. Right. That's my yep. stomping grounds. That's I live right down the street. Yeah. Walking go. distance. Where's this? Uh, the Two Forty Lounge. Yeah, that's right by the. It's, it's next Lawrence to Lawrence and Pulaski. Okay, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's the store the the front of it is not imposing. You could easily walk past it. Is it a hookah bar? No, just uh, it was a dive bar. They recently put in a decent amount of money into it, and it's actually pretty nice right now. Wow! And what what night is that? Uh, Second and fourth Thursdays. Okay. Of the month called Hound Dog Comedy. I unfortunately am working, or I'd I'd actually definitely come out and check that out. Um, Yeah, I'm sorry. I should have listened. I kind of had to ask everything twice there. I well, if any, it was nice because then the listeners know. <laughs> right, they kind of double the questions, up. And then they can find In case out. they were as confused as I was. It's how I do it. You yeah. just got to make sure that they're hearing. At Murphy Row on Twitter, follow him. Thanks for being here tonight. Yeah, thank you. Guys. Clark, appreciate it, man. Again, Al, thank you for being here. Thank and you, Clark Lawrence. Let's thank the fine folks who hosted us tonight as well. Trader Top. Fine Americans. Best karaoke in the country. And I know I have visited multiple karaoke bars all across this world of ours. I take trips just to scout out locations, and there's not a damn finer place than Trader Todd's for karaoke. And that's not even, that's not even the end. That's the beginning. Right. Because if you're doing karaoke, God knows you need more alcohol. And the drinks here, phenomenal. Only the best of bartenders, the best of karaoke people, great cooks, and then wonderful door hosts as well. After you've, had, you've gotten your share of drinks, you get hungry. This place is some of the best burgers in the, in the city. Yeah. So... You've like, got one-stop shop. I like coming by, talking to Sandy. She serves me. She takes care of me. Head over to the bar. Scotty's going to make one of the best drinks I've ever had this day. And we got an over and under on if Joe Green gets hired again. He's been hired and fired so many times now. We just we, we keep a running tap on back. I think it's like it's giveaway and takeaways like there are in football. Right. And, and he keeps it. Well, it's not going to go much more than one, but somehow he found it up at two. <laughs> He's retired from Trader Times. He is larger than life on Twitter. I am. Thank Al you. Larcher, thanks for being here. He's where is Clark on Twitter? Yeah. Yep. Have a good night. And we're not doing any ice buckets.
Well, at least I'm not. I, next, I'm speaking for next myself. Next episode's episode 94. But you started the phone up your butt challenge. I did, yeah. It's, and I will respond with Those that. Those are very viral videos. They are. They're going to be very popular in certain communities. Hi, this is Merle Haggard, and you're listening to Big Isle Archers. Stay tuned. Good night. God bless you, Merle. It's a Ricky Ricardo production. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.